beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. I am so glad you pressed play on this conversation with my dear friend, Amber Haynes. I actually had another topic scheduled for this week and I pushed it because While I was on a little weekend getaway with some friends, Amber and I had sort of a weekend-long discussion on this topic of losing our style. And it was so interesting and layered, and it took some real twists and turns. And so I asked Amber if she would be willing to talk through some of it here on the show, and thankfully she was. Now, this is a topic that on the surface seems shallow, but of course it's not. Even if you've never considered yourself a person to overly prioritize style, when you feel like you've lost your way in this department, when you wonder if you've lost a sense of style, what you're actually wondering is if you've somehow lost a part of yourself. Something has gotten lost and Yeah, maybe it's not an important thing. Maybe you just want to start paying more attention to your general appearance. 
or maybe it's indicative of something deeper. In this conversation, we talk about both of those things, the shallow side and what it all means or if it means anything at all. This can be a really interesting prompt to talk about with friends because you can make it as deep or as silly as you want it to be. If you're checking in with friends on this topic, you might start with, do you feel like you have a specific sense of style and how would you describe it? Or how much or how little do you prioritize style and appearance at this stage of your life? Or even you could say, is there anything about your style that you would like to change? Or has your style changed over the years? I'm using the word style here in a pretty broadly encompassing way. We could be talking about actual clothes. We could be talking about hair and makeup. In the most general sense, I basically just mean how you put yourself together. And Amber and I are going to focus mostly on how we feel like we've lost our definitive sense of style over the last couple of years. And even though we both reference turning 40 recently and we reference our own body changes, I really want this to be an inclusive conversation. There is no shame here. We have all kinds of grace for wherever you are, with your clothes, with your body, with your attention to beauty products or not. This topic for women seems both universal and weirdly specific. So I really want you to be thinking about and talking about your own past, present, and future relationship with personal style as you're listening. Amber and I are just real friends. We are having an actual imperfect conversation around this topic. It's really meant to be a jumping off point for your own life in your own conversations. Let me tell you a little bit about Amber and then a little bit about why this topic came up in the first place. Amber Haynes is the author of the memoir, Wild in the Hollow. She's the mom of four sons with her husband and fellow author, Seth Haynes. Amber is a poetic essayist, and soon she will be offering up brand new narrative essays through something she's launching called Story Letters. You can follow her at Amber C. Haynes on Instagram and sign up for her Story Letters in her Instagram bio. So Amber and I first met at a blogging conference years and years ago when we were both really into the blogging world, and we became friends. We started seeing each other in person fairly often. Amber is such a light. She is so funny. She lives in Arkansas, and fair warning that you will hear in the first few minutes of us chatting that when I am around her, my Oklahoma accent comes out in full force, way more than usual. I am Sorry, not sorry about that for this episode. I picked up Amber from the airport last week here in LA, and we hadn't been in the car like more than 10 minutes when she starts announcing that she really wants to talk about beauty products. Like she really needs some girlfriend chat about beauty stuff. And of course, I'm always down to talk about beauty stuff, but I could also tell right away that there was sort of an underlying issue there. Like what... Was she really wanting to talk through? And so after digging a little bit, she revealed that she just didn't feel like she recognized herself 
in the mirror anymore. Like it felt to her that it had just happened out of the blue and that she needed a refresh, if you will. And this sparked in me some thoughts that I'd been having about the fact that I'd basically been living in loungewear for a long time, a long, long time, and that I was sort of having a wake-up call around it. And we were both just looking at each other like, how did we get here? Because we are both women who have traditionally put a lot of care into our appearance, not out of pressure to do so, but because we enjoyed it. But life just happens and we'd come to this place at the same time of, wow, our outsides are not matching our insides. And I've lost the thread a little bit. So we both want to get back to a place where we are comfortable in the mirror Again, not because society or anyone is pressuring us to do so, but because we want to be more comfortable in our own skin and in what we're putting out there as a visual expression of ourselves. So you're going to hear us talk about it in depth, but just for your own thoughts and conversations that you might have with your friends about this, we decided that the best way forward, once you realize that you've strayed from where you want to be, the best way for us was to start with an awareness, just pay more attention to what makes you feel good when you wear it, what you're no longer attracted to style-wise or fit-wise or trend-wise, just an awareness of, okay, I really do carry myself differently when I feel like I look good. And then also, if you're trying to tiptoe back into the style waters, if you will, to really name what you're going for. Like really name your style. Pick something to highlight or to feature. You have to have a general destination in mind eventually, even if it takes you a minute to figure it out. And so naming that is helpful. It is helpful to say, I want to move towards putting myself together like this. This is where the conversation started for us today. And then in keeping with the spirit of my Ask Me in Three Months challenge from episode 37. It can be any three months at any time. So in the spirit of that idea, we're going to check back in on this topic in three months. Amber and I will talk about our own progress in this style thing. Now, before you hear our whole vulnerable conversation, I am excited to let you know that With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. 
Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, and use code U-Y-O-U. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com, and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. Okay, now to hear Amber Haynes and I discuss the question, have you lost your style? Okay, Amber, my dear friend, I'm so glad that you're willing to come and have this conversation with me publicly, even though we've totally been having it privately. I just feel like it's, you know, sort of not a universal thing, but just a um, relatable thing that we've been talking about. But first, I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about you, who you are, like, please introduce yourself. Okay. So I am an author. I think that's the first thing I think of. About five years ago, I published my first book. I can't believe it's been five years because I poured so much into it. But aside from that and before all that, I have, I've been married for 20 years. I have four sons and I've been very active in my community. And when my book came out, I did a ton of work surrounding that, but also as I was transitioning into, I hate to say my real life because you know what I mean. You have this public life that goes along with a book launch and then you have what I do call my real life where I started a job where I'm spending tons of time with women and I mean, I was a minister. I'm just going to say that. People aren't going to judge me for that, right? No. Why would they judge you for that? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, because so much comes along with that, I was a female minister, and I loved it so much. And so much that I set aside this writing life and a whole lot of my online life. 
So that really is what I have been doing the past three, four years. It was a little transition period. But in that time, this life of ministry, I lost myself. I lost myself. Are you tying it to ministry in particular? Like you think that this sort of selfless service, you know, taking the spotlight off yourself and, you know, in ministry to others is kind of what maybe contributed to you losing yourself? Or do you think, like, I'm interested because you haven't actually said this in our private talk as we talked about it. But I mean, we've been friends through all of this. But when we're talking about it privately, you have not tied it to ministry. But now here you are and you are. I know. I know. Listen, there's no telling what's about to come out. (laughs) So I actually tie it to being a female in ministry. And so I think I, I just didn't wrap my mind around or prepare myself for all the ways that I would feel that I needed to diminish myself in order to step up in those spaces that are really male led. And so I think that's it. It was not a conscious thing. I mean, it was really, really in the last month, did I look at my closet and say, where did that flannel tunic come from and why did I buy that (laughs) I'm trying to cover my rear and like button myself all the way up and just nothing like I used to be okay we're going to get to what you used to be in a second but mine is a little bit different I mean clearly it's different I'm not I've not been in any kind of ministry ever in my whole life ever (laughs) I don't like saying mine because it's so cliche and it's like something I swore would never happen to me. But like, dadgum, if it wasn't motherhood mm-hmm. a little bit and just regular old, I don't have to leave my house every day because I work from home and nobody sees me but my little kids. I mean, and my husband. <laughs> and I just you know, you're busy and you're frazzled and you're trying to like take care of your health and take care of all these people. And like, I was trying to build a business online and like something has to give. And what was just the easiest to give for me was looking cute or even taking care of myself in a way that the first 30 years of my life, I really put a lot of care into like, you know, a makeup routine and a and shopping for some for special occasions and like, you know, I still did. I'm not going to say I didn't like completely fall off the wagon. I've maintained the things that I really care about that is like baseline maintenance. You know, like I get my hair colored. I get my nails done because that's something I care a lot about. But like whatever is just sort of baseline things, I still did those things. But it's like one day recently... Also, I turned 40 this year, so that's probably the recently piece of this. And so I felt like I just suddenly looked in the mirror and I was just like, oh, this isn't, (laughs) this isn't how I want to look. Like I used to be cuter than this. (laughs) I know. And, and like, we understand that we're getting older. We're both, we both hit 40 this year. 
Like we understand that there's part of that. We're just going to get older. But then there's another part of it is like somewhere in there I dropped the ball. And it's the same thing for me that like four kiddos, they're older now. But with this keeping up with the baseline, like my baseline has become really like base. <laughs> and then also, again, this is around the 40 thing, which I don't want to make that the main point here because there's so many age ranges that could be listening to this and relating for whatever stage of life. But turning this kind of milestone age where I was sort of coming to a place of acceptance on a lot of different fronts in my life, like you're accepting different things about relationships, you're accepting that life moves forward. You know, I was just having all sort of this acceptance. And I realized that I actually don't fit into a lot of beautiful clothes in my closet. And it's been now like several years that I kept thinking I was going to get back to that. And I haven't wanted to, you know, spend money on buying new things because I have beautiful things from years ago that I keep thinking I'm going to get to wear again. And the acceptance part is like when I was like, oh, actually, I kind of need to start working with what I have, like with the body that I have. Mm It doesn't mean that I can't get healthier. It doesn't mean that I need to immediately like donate all those clothes at this moment. But like I haven't been in this uh, limbo stage for a few months. I've been in this limbo stage of not buying new clothes and not wearing my clothes for years. Yep. And so then I was like, oh, no, guys, it's been years. this This isn't a phase you know, I mean, maybe it is, but like, I need to kind of work with what I have. Yeah. And so, and it, it, you know, I, I went through like sort of a being bummed out moment about that. And then I went through a like, well, I don't know, whatever, kind of a buck up and don't be shallow, stupid head. (laughs) (laughs) And also I want to feel cute in my, it's not just about clothes and body like also it's just about like my face and my makeup and whatever like you want to feel your best self like that's kind of what confidence you know for me you know they say like you're supposed to like get beautiful on the inside first and then it will come out to the outside I mean I understand what that's about but also I've always argued that if you make yourself look a way that you like on the outside, it fully affects your inside. That's why we do the power lipsticks. You know, you put it on and it's like armor and then suddenly you feel stronger. But the same is true with the whole look because, I mean, I've just been doing only the lipstick. Everything else has been on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, when we started talking about this, we were like, okay, all right, We're on the same page about it, but now how, what do we do? And so I started asking you some questions of like, well, what was your sort of style and look and everything like before you lost it? And do you want to go back to that or do you sort of want to totally reinvent? Tell me both of those things. Okay. I want to keep the spirit. I don't think I want to go back because I have a different body now. I mean, things change. But I, 
always had so much fun with my clothes. Like it's a source of creativity. I don't need a massive closet full of a million things. I love the the fun of taking your limited bunch of stuff and mixing and matching and, and putting a thing together. So I've always had a, an eclectic style. I mean, you remember me. I like to have a little different, a little funky, creative. So I want to keep all that. But yeah. like, name it. Like if you, you know, is it bohemian? Is it artsy? Like when people see you or describe you, you know, how do you want them to perceive you? Because that's kind of what this is about. You're expressing your true self and you also want to be received as your true self by this way that you look. Like maybe an edgy, grown-up, clean hippie. (laughs) But I, I I don't know the name of this because I do love modern and clean lines, but I also love really raw. So like raw, like coppers and stones and that kind of thing. So I don't know what to name it. Well, like give me an example of an outfit you used to wear. Like, I really think we have to name it. We have to be like, you know, but you want to pretend it's like, oh, my style is so natural. It just comes to me. The clothes flow into my closet that I love. But that's not true. It is, you know, you have to make an effort to purchase and wear like stylish things. So like, give me an example of like what you, a, a daily kind of wear thing, like the outfit, like name it. Cute leather boots. I like to look effortless, really great jeans that show my rear. And I like semi-masculine, like I love a curvy shape because I have a curvy shape, but semi-masculine like tops or boxy, um, boxier shoulders or a little bit, I don't feel like I dress motorcycle-ish, but like a little bit military, actually. That would be it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love the mix of super feminine with a touch of masculine. Because that's kind of my personality. And then what about your like, hair, hair and makeup? Wait, there are names for hair and makeup? Okay. No, I just mean like, what do you... Because one of the things that we ended up talking about was you were unhappy with your hair. Oh, my goodness. So I don't even know. I don't know how to name it yet. I mean, I'm not even that far in. But here's part of the story that I didn't share earlier. I'm not doing that ministry job anymore. I've stepped out of that because it wasn't healthy for me. And so I have been in a season of trying to remember what it is I like like at all, like tapping into what do I do? What am I here for? And what do I enjoy? And what do I like? And and pursuing those things. So just waking up. So when we were looking at pictures together, we were looking at hairstyles. And you, I was like, I like that. And you said, well, you can't do that. Your hair's too thin. And I looked at you like, how rude. <laughs> <laughs> I have a ton of hair. How dare you? And you're like, no, you don't, which is the best part of our relationship. And that night I was washing my face and I pulled my hair back in a ponytail and I was like, well, what do you know? Half my hair is gone. And I had no idea. And I think that's that's part of the thing is just bringing an awareness to what is 
like starting to notice what actually is going on and what is available to me that I already have that is good and then starting to notice things that I like. So being able to name a style that I like, like I'm not, I'm not even there. I know it when I see it, but it's like I've stepped out of the stream. So, I mean, it was so good for me to just sit and reflect with you and hear you say to me, like, I used to admire the way you dress, you know? And, and just to remember that that's a thing, that's a thing about me that I love. Okay. Don't make it sound like that. I said it like that. What I said was (laughs) that when I first met you, which was at a conference a million years ago, I'm actually not sure if we met, but when I first saw you, you were on the stage at a conference and you had this like awesome edgy but classic like pixie haircut with long swoopy bangs or whatever that is in the front. It was just like beautiful. I could never pull that look off. And I remember looking at you on the stage and being like, well, that girl is so beautiful. You know, just in the way that women admire women. And I couldn't have told you what you were wearing. I couldn't tell you right now what your style was. What I remember was your hair. And like, you just look so pretty, your hair and your face, like your head, (laughs) (laughs) a pretty little head. (laughs) You had such a pretty head. Now, I just remember being like, oh, like, and I remember even thinking like, I'm probably never going to be friends with that girl. Like she's that woman. She's so pretty. And so then we were, and I told you that this weekend. And so then we were like talking about it. That's why I was like, you were having an existential crisis about your hair. And so then I felt like I needed to bring up that the first thing I remember when I very first met you 10 years ago was your hair. And I do think that the reason I'm even telling that story or as we're talking about it is that most of us have something like that, like a really strong identifier. Even if we don't have an overly dramatic style or anything, a lot of us have one thing that we like to show off or we're proud of or that we do really well. Our hair bright lipstick, our booty, you know, I don't know, everyone has like their thing, legs, you know, like whatever. And it doesn't have to be a body part. I feel like this is tricky to talk about because I don't want to like make anybody, you know, have their feelings about this because it can be like, maybe you always have a really awesome, you know, bag that you carry, purse that you carry or awesome shoes or whatever. Like, I just feel like people are really drawn to one element that they consistently highlight And so when we were talking about, like, how do we get back to ourselves, I was like, well, let's identify one thing we want to move towards. Because it's like when you're decorating a room, when you're decorating your house, and you're like, all right, well, I have to pick the one thing we're going to work this room around, like a paint color or the couch or, you know, whatever, like you, a crazy light fixture, whatever. You're like, let's pick the one thing, and then all the other elements kind of come together. That's what I'm trying to get at. And I thought it was your hair, but you're saying it's sort of militant, military style, which is fine. You get to choose. I'm not choosing for you, even though I am bossy. <laughs> I do. I want, I want it all. And you're right. I mean, it's kind of like you have to pick the focal point and then you can go from there. So I do care about my hair. I think that I want to f- focus on easing back in to just enjoying beauty and like beauty on my body. So I don't, I don't know necessarily that I'm like 
in three months, I want to have the greatest hair in the world. I think I just want to have like a, a posture of, I enjoyed myself today, how I used to when I put on makeup. Like I, I, I enjoy the shape of my lips. I like to line them, you know? Mm -hmm. So just to me, it's finding this joy because this conversation can sound so shallow and surfacy. And I mean, in a way, I guess it is, but there, there are deeper things to this, like to just find the things that I enjoy is a big deal. It's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. On my thing that I'm working around, it's never been my face. (laughs) Or my hair. Like, I think that I have always centered my style around, like, something really dramatic. I always have a dramatic purse, like, in color or style or something. Or, you know, really bright lipstick. Right now I have glittery tennis shoes I wear all the time. Like, I like one sort of piece that I, it's like a, not just a pop, but like an explosion. <laughs> yes, it's true. I know it's true. I know. <laughs> and then everything else can be whatevs. I mean, basically, like I don't even care about the other. Not that I don't care, but you know, like the, everything else falls in line behind whatever the that day's explosion is. I just stopped doing that. So now let's talk about how boots on the ground, pun intended, how we are going to do this because I brought this up with you, not just because we were like actually talking about it, but because I said, look, I have this thing on my podcast that's asked me in three months. It can be any three months. This is any timeline for any project, any way that people want to connect with others to be like, hey, can you hold me accountable to this thing in three months? And so you and I are using this like almost like a style challenge, kind of tiptoe back towards ourself in three months, and we're going to revisit it where we are, but how, what do we do now? (laughs) How do we do that? You said you've asked me that you'd gone into your closet. So tell me about that. I went in my closet after this conversation with Laura and looked at my clothes because I had kind of, you know, poo pooed everything. I was just like, I hate everything. I have no idea what's going on in my closet. So I revisited, went in there and was like, actually, Some of this is really nice. I just haven't been thinking about it. I haven't haven't been trying. I've just been like putting on clothes and going. So I did start a thing. I mean, like the moment that I got home where if I pull something out and I'm like, "Mm -mm, that doesn't actually fit me right. I started a little pile and I'm not making any decisions right now about what to do with it because I really would like to lose the weight that I gained. I would. And I still kind of have hope that I will. But that doesn't mean I need it to shame me every time I walk in the closet. And so I'm making a little pile and I actually also have an underwear pile where I'm like, you know what, I don't wear I don't wear those. So I'm just kind of putting to the side the things that aren't in the equation for me right now. And that feels like just being honest, just I'm doing a little scan and in a noticing phase, what's really going on. Mm -hmm, That's good. I'm trying to think what I'm doing because I don't really know. Like, I don't know. You had said 
that you have kind of started transitioning this way already to where you have been putting a little bit more effort into makeup and you're really into skincare and also your hair, like you're enjoying your hair and, and kind of letting the rest just be what it is like, okay. And I'm still going to be wearing my sweatshirts. So I love a sweatshirt. Isn't that okay though? I mean, are you okay with it or do you want to? No, because they're cute. I mean, here's the thing. Here is my primary logistical obstacle, not the emotional part of this, not the, you know, spiritual or strength or whatever part of this, but the actual logistical part of this is I work from home. I go to Pilates three times a week. So I have to wear like a Pilates outfit and I'm very lazy. I don't see anyone else most days. I mean, I only see other people besides my family, like once a week, maybe even, you know, if I have to go to school for something or whatever. So I don't want to wear multiple outfits on my Pilates days. I mean, this sounds like so shallow when I say it, but like I I wear loungewear. (laughs) I mean, I just do. And so on days when I've tried to talk myself into, I'm going to get dressed for the day and like put on a cute outfit just to work at home. I'm just uncomfortable. Like I just, I sit there and I try to cross my legs at the computer and I'm like, oh, I have these tight jeans on. Like this is annoying to me. And so it's like actually hinders the day instead of enhances the day. And so it's really is a balance of like, what's your actual logistical day look like? And, you know, I don't want to lose all hope and just be like a disastrous mess of a human. But also, like I wear sweatshirts every day and I and I like it and I have a cute collection and it fits how I'm spending the day like it works. But, you know, if I have to run errands or whatever, like I still want to feel like it's not just a total schlub fest. And also... I guess I do do enough social things in the evenings or whatever that I do not want to feel uncomfortable in my clothes. So I either force myself into something that doesn't fit right because I have feelings about the size on the label or whatever, or I wear like a potato sack and try to hide the fact that I'm wearing a potato sack by putting on a bunch of jewelry, putting on the lipstick, having my crazy bag, whatever I do to distract from the fact that I'm like wearing a sack. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that is like kind of a cute-ish look when you're younger, but like it's not anymore. Like I need to I need to like have a proper outfit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing you say that you actually want to be comfortable when you look good, whether you're at home or when you're going out. Like, you want clothes that fit you. And I make know. You I never understood what a tall order that was when I was younger. And, like, women, I mean, we are – the conversation we're having is not new. It's just new to us. Right. And I never understood until now. I'm like, oh, Clothes just don't fit off the rack for me so much anymore. I mean, you know, certain kind of clothes do, but like jeans, I have, I cannot find jeans that fit right and looked cute. They're, they're tight in the wrong places. They're loose in the wrong places. I've tried a ton of different brands and styles and price points, and I just, I can't find it. It's my, it's my body. Okay. I don't know. Like, this is like a real thing. I'm actually saying it. 
I sent pictures to a little group that we're in yesterday of some jeans that I tried on. Did you see the pictures? No. I, I felt like I looked great in them. I took pictures, and then after I sent the pictures, I was like, wait a second. I can't sit down. <laughs> I literally can't bend my legs. <laughs> and they looked great. So same, same. So that brings to like a bigger question of do we want to try and work with the body we have or do we want to make adjustments that would make clothes fit better? This is not solely about weight. This is about exercise. You know, this is about mindfulness. Like this is about just, and this is what I think is sort of the balance that women don't talk about this part of it. It either seems like people talk about like, oh, you have to fully embrace and accept your body the way it is and body and all body positivity, or it's like you need to beat your body into submission. I'm uninterested in both of those things. Like I feel like that there's some things about my body that are actually hindering clothes wearing (laughs) and comfort and just like confidence in myself. And then there's also... I don't think it's right for me or for anyone to be ultra restrictive. I love enjoying desserts and wine and like things like that. So it's like really trying to find a balance. And and that is so much easier said than done. I actually am unsure how to do that in a way that's healthy in my mind and spirit. And but that's also like enjoying life. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I feel like there has to be room for both. Because the idea isn't that we go out and buy 10 pair of blue jeans and like cute date night tops. Like we don't have to have a ton. We can buy what we need for now to fit our body now and learn how to appreciate where we are now. And I don't take my body for granted and the way that it's shaped for granted. Like we've like some hard life went into looking how I look and I'm, I'm to a place where I'm thankful that my arms move and do what I need them to do. You know, Mm -hmm. So you know, I think with my feet hurting, even that has taught me like I get to, I get to go walking today. That's amazing. So I want to be in a place where I'm appreciative of my body, but also where I'm leaving room for, I have all these nice clothes that I've set aside. I really enjoy them. They're classic. I can wear them for a long time. And taking care of myself may look like being able to lose that weight again. Maybe we won't. Maybe I won't. Maybe it's, you know, hormones and this is just how it is, but I'm leaving room for it for both. Yeah, I think you're right because I, I don't know, like mentally for me, it's like you either need a whole overhaul or, you know, you need to, I don't know, get back, not get back to where you were. I'm starting to like really let that ship sail. But I guess it is what you're saying, like one piece at a time, like you buy buy one pair of jeans that makes you feel like a rock star. Right. And that's it. And then, and then see where you are in three months, which is what we're going to do. Like, you don't need to like to have a makeover show of yourself. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is going all these places where this is so much deeper than just like, do you feel cute in your jeans? But the way it plays out is, do you feel cute in your jeans? You know? 
it makes me just consider how much time we spend hiding. You know, the effort that goes to making sure that people don't see what's really there. And so maybe, maybe part of the question in tapping back into our style and beauty and all that is what is, what really is and how can we celebrate that? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that I want to change. There are, and I'm fine with that. I don't feel guilty about that, but there's a shame piece of covering up what's there and trying to get people to not see that I think needs to be done away with. I know. Well, and that spirals into a whole other thing of like, when I wear my dramatic piece that I work around, am Mm -hmm. I using that as a shiny distraction so that they don't see these things that I want them to see physically and emotionally of like, look, I have on bright lipstick. I want you to see that I am powerful with my power lipstick because I'm trying to distract from the fact that I feel so powerless all the time. I'm still in the land of both and because you feel powerless and you are most of the time you're not in control, but at the same time you do have power and you are empowering. You empower other people. So it's so interesting. This is such an interesting conversation because there is a story that we can play into that is like, this is just me. Like I could, I could not brush my hair in the morning or put on makeup at all or any of that stuff. But I want to enhance what really is. I feel like that may be what we're getting at enhancing what is actually here. And we can get in a frame of mind where we're telling ourselves a story of that really is of hiding and, and of, and of weakness, even though we are weak, we do have weakness, but there's another story in there where this lipstick reminds me that that's not all there is. There's more. I don't know. Is that totally BS? No, it's just, it's not BS at all. I just feel like it's complicated because the most perfect looking person that you know, I mean, who looks and dresses like a pageant queen at carpool pickup every day, she could be an absolute mess inside. We've talked about this. And then the person that you see who has not gotten out of her sweats for two months, like for me, for example, I said this this weekend, I have worn sweats now four months, and I'm also the happiest I've ever been. That's right. So like, I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth by saying your insides can reflect your outsides, but they also don't have to. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's all, it's a mix. But but what would really be like ideal in a perfect world is to have those things align, that your outsides and your insides are mirrors of each other. And they're not such extremes of mess and beauty and sweats and joy. Like it, like I can tell you that I'm so joyful in my deep, deep spirit, but I think that's what also is making me realize, oh, 
I'm not showing that on the outside. I need them to match a little better. Now, I've already explained, well, I'm probably still going to wear Pilates pants most of the week. But I also need, like, my outsides are not reflecting my insides right now. And I I need those things to level out. So when we check back in in three months, which is going to be, what, it's November, December, January, February. So when we come back and talk about this in February, what do you want me to ask you, really? Like, ask me in three months, but what are we asking? Have you found yourself? Have you taken the first steps? Have you found genes? <laughs> like, what are, what are we asking? Yeah. I mean... Super practical. I need some date night tops and need to not wear my flannel in public. (laughs) I mean, like for a date, you know, I don't want to be in a place where I'm like having a mini crisis when someone says, hey, just dress cute when you come, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I don't know what that means for me anymore. So for me, cute shirts. I think I need some cute boots and like, I'm going to have to work to keep this on the surface a little bit. I'm going to have to work to just be talking about shirts and shoes when we come back around. I think because I'm already feeling pulls to even looking around my home and saying, I'm, I've, I'm not, I've not been quite aware of how I've lived out of this, like not being in touch with myself is it's living out in a lot of areas, not just in my skin and my hair and my clothes. So this is actually a more holistic question, but I will be ready in three months to talk about how did this work out in the realm of style and beauty. Well, you don't have to come back and like keep it keep- just about shirts. I mean, because it's not just about shirts and, mm-hmm. you know, there's a practical element to this. We need some new things. But then there's also like the spiritual element, the emotional element of like, how did we get here? How can we move back towards wholeness? Right. All right. We're going to check back in in February. Thank you for being willing to talk about this stuff publicly with me. I know it's like (laughs) maybe not the conversation that you thought you were going to have on this show, but now we're doing it. I'm glad. I'm very glad. just listen to the 10 things to tell you podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10 things to tell you.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 things to tell you. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share some. Y'all know that I love to play games on my phone to unwind, and I am always looking for a new one to download. And I recently ran across Two Dots, and I want to tell you about it. 
Two Dots is a free-to-download, puzzle-based game that involves connecting dots through relaxing puzzles while unlocking levels and collecting prizes along the way. There are different gameplay modes to make the experience unique and exciting with every single puzzle. There are over five thousand distinct puzzles with various power-ups and special dots ready to earn as you move through the levels. The in-app music and visually stimulating interface provide a soothing experience when you just want to relax and unwind. Not only is Two Dots free to download, but it can also be played without internet connection. So playing on the go offline is a breeze. And if you don't want to play alone, you can challenge your friends on Facebook as well as connect with the larger Two Dots community for even more engagement. If you're looking for the perfect game to help you relax but also keep you engaged, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS. Company created for women by women for supporting the 10 Things to Tell You podcast.